Uh, Rick is preaching from Luke 1, 46 through 56 this morning. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to their home. Good morning, everybody. How's it going? Um, let's, uh, let's pray. God, thank you for this morning. Uh, thank you for this opportunity for us to gather together to hear from you, God. I thank you for the worship that you've allowed us to have uh, in the last few minutes. Um, I pray you would center our hearts and minds around the truth uh, that you want to proclaim to us today, Father. I pray that your gospel and your son Jesus would be on display for our lives, Father. Um, God, help us to, to think this morning um, and engage mentally with what you have to say to us this morning. Um, thank you so much for Jesus. It's in his name that I pray. Amen. Uh, this sermon and this passage foundationally are about humility. So I'm going to talk about humility this morning. Um, and uh, so, I, and, and there's, I think when we, we f- first start thinking and talking about this idea of humility, we, our mind can go specifically to a, to a place. Um, but I want to maybe have our minds open a little bit to what humility is and allow uh, the scriptures to, to teach us about what humility is. Um, and so the series is Witness, and we're talking about how an individual witnessed God or how um, an individual witnessed a, a thought about God. And so this morning we're going to kind of center in on Mary and her witness of what her engagement was with God as she was chosen to be the mother of our Savior. And I don't want to, like, um, we're going to sing some Christmas songs in the back half of uh, worship this morning during response time, and I don't want this to be, um, uh, I, don't want, I don't want us to miss that, and I don't want to, I want us to see the Christmas nature, because Mary is pregnant with Jesus here, but understand the, the, the depth of what it must have been like to have the Savior of the world in, in your womb, to be uh, the mother of Jesus Christ. But the thing, I, I, like I say that to say this, Mary's opportunity to be the mother of Christ was rooted in her humility. Mary's opportunity to be the mother of, of the Christ was rooted in her humility. And so I think the, the parallel, the thing that we can draw from that, our, our purpose, our mission, the reason that we exist, the greatest thing that we'll ever do or have done, any of that stuff, like the, the greatness of, of what Mary got to be is rooted in her humility. Um, and Mary's seeing God is rooted in her humility. And then the passage that, that Kelly just read is a song, a poem that Mary wrote 
That's the product of, our humi- of her humility. So for Mary and for us, at the root of our purpose and mission and joy and art, the thing that flows from us and our engagement with God is, is crucial and rooted in humility. Now, the danger, and this is, um, I want to kind of take you into my preparation. The danger for us is to, the, the danger for me as I'm writing and preparing this sermon this, this week is that we, this can be, if you get humility right, then you get God. And there's, a, there's a, a hint and an aspect of that, but I don't want us to think for a second that our behavior can somehow get us God. God is in us and has sent his son Jesus to us in spite of our behavior. But a response, a correct response for us to engage with that is, is humility. Um, Several years ago, I don't remember when it was, but at the beginning stages of this church, we, we preached um, and went through in our community groups uh, a study of the book called Humility by Andrew Murray, written, uh, I don't know exactly when, at least 100 years ago, um, and it's just simply titled Humility. You can probably find a free PDF online of it, and it is an incredible book. And I want to bring two quotes for us to think about this idea of humility and what it is. Um, Murray says, humility is nothing but the disappearance of self in the vision that God is all. I think it's on the screen there. Yeah, humility is nothing but the disappearance of self in the vision that God is all. So many times we think of of humility as, as kind of the opposite of arrogance. Somebody who's humble is somebody who's not arrogant. But there's more to it than that. Biblical humility, what God is calling us to, is to lose our self in him. Um, Murray also says, and this is, this is brilliant, humility is the displacement of self by the enthronement of God. Humility is the displacement of self by the enthronement of God. Here's, like, there are, there are specific things in your world that God has called you to do. If I were to ask you to write down something that you know without a doubt 100% that God has called you to do. Think about that. Maybe get something in your mind. For me, it's pastoring this church, and it's parenting my children, and it's, it's being a husband to my wife. Those are, those are inescapable truths for what God has called me to do. And, and if God has called me to do, to truly enthrone him means that everything about me, all, of, all, of that I, all that I want to do with my free time, all that I want to do with my non-free time, all that I want to do is to pour myself into those things. And, and so to be humble is to not satisfy self, but instead satisfy God. And I think the, the beauty of God's economy is that when I do those things is when I'm the most satisfied in who I am. And so at the root of humility is this displacement of self and replaced by the enthronement of God. Um, it's interesting, almost every writer, especially in the New Testament and some in the Old Testament, write um, significantly and specifically about this idea of humility. Paul in Philippians 2.3 says, In humility, count others more 
significant than yourself. In humility, count others more significant than yourself. And this word count, which is kind of the, the active word here, when we engage with other people from a humble standpoint, this word count is every other time in Scripture, it's, it doesn't say count. It's, it's like to lead or to govern. So govern yourself, require of yourself serving others. Um, and then, like, I, I prayed and I said at the beginning that I want us to, to think here and, and I, because we can come at this idea of humility on a surface level and not be changed. But if we really think about humility and what it is, um, we're changed. Here's another cool thing I found. In Proverbs 3.34, James 4.6, and 1 Peter 5.5, three different authors from three different time periods say the exact same thing in Scripture. God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. Isn't that interesting? That three different people would say the exact same thing from three different time periods. God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. Would anyone like to oppose God today? The answer should be no, in case you were wondering. Um, But would anyone like to receive from God today? The answer should be yes. Um, Three different people say God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. Um, Keller, Tim Keller says this, after reading Mere Christianity, the essence of gospel humility is not thinking more of myself or thinking less of myself. It is thinking of myself less. Um, the essence of humility is losing self, not thinking of self. Um, here's the kind of thesis for the sermon that I want us to to kind of center in on as we've talked and thought about humility. Um, humility is the soil from which the graces grow, and those graces create mission, purpose, and contentment. Humility is the soil from which the graces grow, and those graces create for us mission, purpose, and contentment. This is the absolute truth of what happened with Mary. And as we like, I feel like we're in this perpetual state, and, and maybe it's just because of, of the nature of our church. Um, I, I don't know, but I feel like we're in this perpetual state of needing to understand, articulate, and then be on mission. You ever, you ever feel like that? Like, what am I doing here? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Why do I, why do I have the job that I have? Why do I live where I live? Who, what, my parents, my friends, my kids, all that stuff. Like, for me, as, as trying to, to lead this church, I feel like I'm in this perpetual state of trying to understand our mission and, and try and make it broad and grand, but also try to make it simple and specific. Um, I think, from reading this passage and studying the life of Mary and the life of Jesus at, at the birth of Christ, that humility is at the core of who God is calling us to be. And it is from that place of utter loss of self and replacement with who God is that we receive mission and purpose, and in the middle of that we receive 
contentment, and joy. Uh, for Mary, humility brought her to this place. And these are the things that we'll see as we study this passage this morning. But I think humility is, is really important for us. And um, so uh, let's pause for a second and pray. We're, if we started to do this more, we're in the middle of our sermon. We're going to pause for a second and pray. And this morning I asked Sheridan to come up and actually voice a prayer for us. So Sheridan, would you come up um, and grab that mic there and, and pray for humility? And, and our, before you do, Sheridan, like, I want to prepare us. Like, when somebody else comes up to pray, um, and Sheridan is chosen very specifically, by the way, I've chose you specifically to come up here and pray because I want a female voice who is humble, and that's why you're here. Um, but but the, the response is for us to just listen to her pray. If you can, do that. But more than that, I want us to, you to pray silently where you sit to, or to engage with her prayer that God would, would create in us this, this depth of, of humility. So um, don't just be a spectator as Sheridan prays. Go ahead, Sheridan. Lord, but I pray that as we continue to go forward as a church and as individuals who hope to be um, continually sanctified by you and your truth and your grace, Lord, I pray that you, um, God, just bring us to our knees daily and humble our hearts to look past ourselves. because, God, I know I am in a world of completely looking at myself for everything that I want and I need, um, and it's it's completely selfish, and so God, I just pray that we keep our eyes on you to to be humble. God, that we know that anything that we can and will do is 100% by your grace, that we have no power or strength outside of ourselves to love each other as a church, as a community, to love our spouses, our friends, our kids. We are able to do nothing without you, God, and we, we thank you for giving us the grace to be humble, for giving us Lord, your love and your mercy to even want to pursue us, to even want us to um, be in relationship with you. God, may we just love each other well. May we see each other as broken people who are just constantly doing broken things to each other so that we can move forward and love each other well, that we can love the people that you've called us to love well, and that we essentially can just serve you and love you and live a life for you and you alone. God, thank you so much for Jesus, who is the ultimate example of everything we need to be in our life. Um, thank you for that sacrifice and that love. We love you so much, and we thank you for him. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Sheridan. Um, the first three verses that we'll look at today are Mary engaging with an attribute of God. Um, and witnessing an attribute of God. And I want you to think about how humility both inspires and is inspired by these attributes. So when Mary 
sees an attribute of God. She's inspired by that attribute. But her humility inspires her to actually see that attribute of God. So, so you, you see the difference there. Humility both inspires and is inspired by the things that she lays hold of God. Um, and to see these things and seeing these things causes her deeper humility. Verse 46, she says, My soul magnifies the Lord. She's laid hold of the fact that he is Lord. And, and we think, like, this is something that, that we... Lord has become a, a name or an, an office for God, but, but to call Jesus or to call God Lord is to say that you are enthroned, you are creator, you are everything. Um, our natural reaction when we come to God is that God is here for us. God exists for us. Do you do that? Like, do your prayers reflect that? Mine do. I do that a lot. Like, God, would you give me this? God, would you give me that? God, is, God exists to serve me. Um, but when we come to God from the place of humility, thinking of selfless, thinking of God more, thinking of selfless, then our, our response becomes God is Lord, and he is in control. When he is Lord, I'm not. When he is Lord, I am less. When he is Lord, I am, I am nothing. And again, this, this, the verses that we're studying are the art, a song that Mary literally, it's a song that she wrote and sang, and, and poetry that she engaged people with, that was created at, at its heart from her connecting with humility. Verse 47, And my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. The second thing, she first, in 46, she saw him as Lord, and then she sees God as Savior. When we're humble, we're not our Savior, or stuff that we can get or attain is not our Savior. For us, many times, financial things, money can be our savior, our kids can be our savior, and then when we don't have money or we don't have kids or, or we don't have the kids that we wish that we had, then our savior is fleeting from us or we get angry at God because these things are our savior. Like God proves that he's serving us by giving us what we want, but that's putting ourselves as Lord, putting ourselves enthroned. And then uh, Go a little bit further, and this is the piece for, for us that, that we can kind of tend to go towards. Morality can become our Savior. If I do these things well, if I do these things properly, if, I'm, if I think rightly, if I, if I post rightly, if, if I vote rightly, if I do rightly, if I do all of these things, then I, I am my own Savior. And that is the exact opposite of humility. God is our Savior. And again... We, humility both inspires us to see that God is Savior, but humility is also inspired by the fact that God is our Savior. So as we lay hold of God, we are inspired and we are inspiring humility. Verse 48, um, he has looked upon the humble estate. This is where humility is kind of introduced 
for the first time here. God has looked upon the humble estate of his servant. For behold, all generations will call me blessed. Humility brings God, and God brings humility. Um, In the next few verses, we get some practical stuff. Um, When God is something, when I am something. Verse 49, show you what I'm talking about. For he who is mighty has done great things, and holy is his name. When God is mighty, humility exists. When I am mighty, pride exists. When I trust that God is mighty, I trust that he's able, and I rest that he's able to take care of everything that's happening. When he's mighty, I trust that he's, he's going to do those things. And humility happens, and my response is humility. When I am mighty, I trust me. When I succeed, I get a high opinion of self. I fly higher. I serve myself instead of serving others. When God is mighty, I serve other people. And the, the thing is, when I am mighty, I tend to serve myself, and then I serve myself more, and then I fly higher and higher, more confident in who I am, and the crash is going to be even higher. Um, and then it, I think it goes even deeper when I'm mighty, my success is dependent upon me. Do you see that? When I'm mighty, when I see myself as mighty, when I'm proud and I see I'm the one who's got control, when I succeed, it's because I've succeeded and then pride is greater. But when I fail, when I'm mighty, I lose my identity, I lose my value, I, question, I get depressed, I get discouraged, I get frustrated. And it's, it's very real um, when I'm trusting in myself, especially leading a church. Um, I was having uh, a conversation with some good friends, not good, a couple of them were good friends, a couple of them weren't, um, about uh, church. And they're talking about how great their church is. They go to these great high resource churches and and uh talking about how great their kids ministry is at their church and how great all these things are about this church and i'm just sitting there um getting kicked and punched in the gut thinking man this is not us i wish that people wanted to come here because we have these great and wonderful resources and wonderful things. And I'm sitting there listening to my friends talk and I'm just overcome with failure. And then I think about, this happened like last week, and now I'm preaching this message. I'm preaching this message to my heart as I prepare and as I study and see how completely and utterly rooted in self that is. And when when I spend my life, when I view my world from the lens of pride, in, in my own strength and my own might, when I fail, I get discouraged and I go to dark places and I hate people and I hate myself and I just want to go and hide. It's the opposite of what God intends for us. God intends to fill and satisfy every desire that you've ever had. And he's fully mighty and fully able to do it. Do you see how humility is so important for us? Verse 50, 
Verse 49, Mary's talking about mighty. Verse 50, she's talking about mercy. And in his mercy, and his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. When God is our mercy, when God is my mercy, I'm kind, I'm compassionate, I'm loving. I give. I offer it freely because God has offered it freely to me. When I depend on myself for mercy, I give with condition or I hold a grudge. Um, and this is, even back to my, my story with my friends talking about church. Like I was, we'd, had a, we'd been playing golf and it had been a great day. And we we're sitting down in the, in the pro shop afterwards just hanging out. It had been a great day, and then I get discouraged, and then I get angry at them. And it's like the, when we live from a place of humility, mercy is responded like with a quickness. Think about the last time somebody really made you angry or really made you sad. What's your response there? Is it filled with self? Or is it filled with God? Is it filled with pride or is it filled with humility? And here's here's the heart of it. Like your joy and your mission and your purpose all flow from those moments. Are we humble? As we're humble in those moments, opportunities to to serve or or to, to offer mercy, we can sit around a table and just you know, chitter-chatter, talk, and, and, and not live in mercy or rely on ourselves to be the dispenser of mercy. And it's, it's, it's at war when we are the dispenser of mercy, when we get to decide who gets mercy and who doesn't. When we're there, we dismantle our purpose. And, and we live in a place lacking in joy and contentment. Humility is so massively important for us. Verse 51. Strength. He has shown his strength with his arm and he has scattered the proud in their thoughts of their hearts. When God is strong, I rest, I trust, I have humble confidence. When I am strong, my confidence is in myself, and success brings arrogance, and failure brings discouragement. Neither is my identity. I am not successful. I am not a failure. Um, When God is strong, when we see God is strong, I trust and I rest, and I have humble confidence. And I've, I've said this I don't know how many times since all of our transition, God has called us to this time and this place with these people, with this gospel message. When God is strong, we live in that place. And when God is strong and we live in that place, we receive joy and we receive contentment. But more than that, we receive purpose and mission. Because see, the the issue for us the issue for, for me in particular, 
and for us as a church and as for us as people, we can rest in this humility that God is strong and that can bring inactivity for us. But at the heart of it, humility to see God for who he is and then allow that seeing God for who he is to create in us seeing us for who we are, it changes how we live and operate in our worlds and in our lives. And, and that creates our mission and our purpose. So if the humility of seeing God rightly only allows you to trust and just resting in who you are and, and a lazy contentment, you're not humble yet. You're not humility. There's no humility there yet. You, you've got to enthrone God. And when you enthrone God, you follow him and trust in who he is, that he's strong and mighty and has this figured out. Rest there. The last two verses are um, very simple verses that bring us to this place, God's promises and his steadfast activity toward the proud and the humble are found in verse 40, 52 and 53. Um, he has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. Like, here's... I think that we are so averse to good things from God that we don't run after him with the purpose of, of, of gaining from him. If he has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate, then I want to be humble because I want to be exalted by God. And, and that's rooted in a place of humility, but it can also be rooted in a place of pride. Like, I want to get from God, so I'm going to do this so that God can, I can get from God. But at the heart of it, it's, it's understanding and seeing God rightly and properly that's inspired by and inspires humility. If it's true that God brings down the mighty and exalts the humble... Don't you want to be humble? Verse 53, he has filled the hungry with good things and he has sent the rich away empty. God is Lord, God is mighty, God is Savior, God is mercy, God is all of the things that Mary has laid hold of. And all she's doing here is understanding who she is that brings her to a place to understand who God is. Any contentment comes from God and not from self. The hungry are full and the rich are empty. And I, I want to end this morning with this thinking just for a second about who Mary is. Mary is a teenager who's not married and pregnant. In this culture, to be a female is to be less important. In this culture, to be pregnant teenager is like impossible. Not only that, but she's living in a completely irrelevant town where nothing good has ever come from this town. There's absolutely nothing about Mary that brings anything that we should pay attention to her except 
her rightly seeing God and the creation of humility in her that, that comes from rightly seeing God. Um, let's, uh, let's pray. God, I thank you. I thank you for this morning. I pray that you would take your word and root it deeply in our lives. I pray that we would begin to understand humility. God, I pray that we begin to practice humility. God, I pray for relationships that are present in this room and relationships that people in this room have with people that are not in this room. God, that you would allow us and cause us to adhere to your humility in those relationships, Father. That we would extend the kind of mercy that you've extended to us. And God, that, that we would extend the kind of forgiveness you've, that you've extended to us. God, allow us to, to be humble. Cause us to inspire us to be humble, Father. And in those places of humility, might we see you as, as rich and, and forgiving and kind and compassionate and loving And God, may your glory well up within us. And God, may the graces that you intend to give to us flow from this place of humility where we place ourselves below you desperately in need to receive from you, God. God, create mission and purpose in our hearts and in our lives. God, create humility in us. Change us with who you are. Thank you so much for Jesus. It's in his name I pray. Amen.